is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act, a podcast where we talk about things you talk about with family and friends. We talk about uh, current events, pop culture, trends, music, country music, technology never. What do we never talk about, Donna? What's one thing we never talk about? Let's mix it up. Um, or that we aren't licensed to talk about, or that we shouldn't be talking about. Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, we're not licensed to talk about anything, really. Good point. These are just our thoughts and opinions. Um, we do not, you know, we don't talk about like really heavy. I will say this, like we have talked about, I, I think about this. We have talked about heavy subjects um, during BLM and obviously COVID, but we don't dwell in, there's so much negative news is that we don't really talk about negative news stories and just, did you hear this? How do you feel about that? Right. Because we also feel like the podcast is a place where when you're driving to work or taking your kids somewhere, whatever you're doing, cleaning your house, it should be kind of an escape from all that. No, if it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. I mean, we we definitely have talked about heavy subjects, sure. no doubt. But I, I think, but I think we talk about them as it, as it affects our family and maybe how it affects your family. Fair point. I think that also if, if, you know, we're not big into politics. We're not a politics podcast. But if politics is what everybody's talking about, we're going to talk about politics. Yes. So that's it. Uh, often endearing and revealing conversations about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. Welcome to Cadillac Jack and Donna Jack, my second act. My name's Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Um, we had a great dinner at the house last night, the four of us. Um, and... I, uh, I, I don't, I'm not, I've cooked a little bit lately. I cooked some, I did a taco night for Charlotte and her little friend the other night. And I did a pork loin and, um, potatoes and you helped me with a couple of things last night. And I really, I'm not a good cook by any means, but I, I do enjoy cooking and I miss cooking, you know, and when, when you're, um, when your family keeps getting smaller because people are headed off to college or don't live here, you know, all that stuff, or even activities, you tend to stop cooking. And I've kind of enjoyed lately um, going back to cooking a few things. And what I've determined, because I know people always say this is like, well, there's only two of us or there's only three of us. There's only, but you just don't do as many sides. You know, I, I think the days of doing like a meat and a salad and two sides and a bread are over, but I get really tired of eating out. I don't know about you, but I, you know, when I'm in the store, I usually eat only one meal a day because it's just expensive. Um, I don't really have a refrigerator. I don't have room for one. We have a cooler for beer, but it doesn't keep food cold. And so sometimes I'll just go up to Whole Foods and, you know, grab a sandwich or something for dinner because I get tired of eating Chick-fil-A. And then the other restaurants that are in my kind of outdoor Molly area, they're expensive. I mean, everything, food is just expensive right now. And I get that because people will say, listen, I ordered five guys and it was $52. And But if I go to the grocery store, it's $100. But for me, the expense obviously is the expense. I mean, you, you've got to spend money to eat, right? But I just get tired of eating out. There's a point where I look like, and there's just nowhere I want to eat. Are you ever like that? Absolutely. Yeah. So I've just kind of gone back, like I got some really good White Mountain bread from Publix and uh, this is not an endorsement, but if they want us to, we certainly will. Um, And I got turkey and I got some shreds, lettuce and some good honey mustard. And I've been I've been on like the turkey sandwiches lately, just with provolone, just in, you know, in the afternoon, I got a little pasta salad and um, I don't know, I'm just kind of I'm enjoying eating at home, whereas, you know, I just I'm so sick and tired of eating food. And I'm just going to say this. I know there's a lot of people probably who listen to this who maybe own restaurants or work in the food industry because, listen, people complain about retail and I'm in that industry. But I'm just going to say it for me personally, ever since COVID, food and food service is just not what it used to be. 
I mean, it's just not. You you can't get the service you want. Sometimes, I will say out of probably seven meals that I have, there's one that I really am like, that was good food. And I'm talking from low end to high end. What do you think? All right, the question is one more time. Well, like, just do you feel like food and just food in general has and just eating out, everything has changed since COVID? Oh, of course. Of course. Even even if you get it to go, it's a whole new, it's a whole new world. It's a whole new, whole new process with the, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, uh, 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 the packaging, the, uh, the cues in the, in the, in the restaurants, you know, those still stuck. Um, yeah. And just, you know, like a lot of the kids that I work with, the kiddos, they Uber eats and DoorDash food. And I, I do it also because you, you get into a bind where you're like, I, again, I don't want to eat Chick-fil-A again for the 50th time, you know, but it adds so much into it. And honestly, it's never good when it gets there and you end up spending like, yeah, you know, $50 for a meal that you you start eating and you're like, I really don't want this because well, it's, a, it's almost like too, by the time, sorry, by the time the food gets there, your body's reset and you're like, I'm just not even that hungry. Right, right. You know what and I mean? You, you spent 80 bucks. Instacart is the yes. same way. If you've ever gone so far as to watch that last calculation to come in to tabulate, you know, you get your total for your order, how many items or whatever, and say it's 80 bucks. Uh, and then suddenly they add in the service charge, the destination fee, the gas surcharge, the tip, all, you know, this kind of stuff. And suddenly 80 becomes 130. Absolutely. Well, and and I went through a phase where I used Instacart. I use Instacart at the store all the time. I Instacart liquor and beer, believe it or not, and ice. I mean, it is uh, unbelievable the amount of money. They do a year-end wrap, wrap up on expenses for our company for each store and what your profitability is versus your payroll. I mean, all the stuff that, you know, I just can't stand. They know I hate this stuff, but it's like, here comes your spreadsheet. And I'm like, oh God, um, I was very profitable. I want to say very, very profitable. My payroll is so low because I pay these little children, nothing, not me, but the company. But anyway, um, but with Instacart, I, because I was working a lot for a while and I was out of town, I was Instacarting things, you know, so Charlotte would have certain foods and stuff. But that's another thing. Lately, I've really enjoyed going to the grocery store and I'm trying to go two or three, you know, two times a week so that I'm not having to go and do that one, three, $400 like desperation order, you know, but I have enjoyed kind of just, you know, maybe I'm getting, and I am old. We are old caddy, but it's like, you know, it's like your mom when we used to take her to the grocery store and she just kind of enjoys going up and down the aisles. It is. I do think, like I say every now and then, like somebody will say to me, well, just Instacart. I'm like, I just want to touch the produce. Right. Because there's also some things that are lost in translation. Like when you order deli meat, I want boar's head. Right. But sometimes I don't think they understand they need to go to the deli and get it. It's not, I just, you know, they'll pick it up in those prepackaged packets. It's just, and again, these are, this is just a bunch of 1% problems that I'm sitting here talking about. But at the end of the day, I think it all kind of comes back to, what we talked about last episode, which I got a lot of response on, people like, you know what, I'm going to come up with a word too and a theme just to sort of run my life through this filter. And a lot of it is just um, slowing down, slowing down and kind of taking enjoyment in some of the small things, which honestly could be going back to the grocery store. Right. You know, I, I think there are periods in your life where you just farm everything out. And we have certainly had those periods where we were running and gunning, both of us, and had kids going in all directions and, you know, had a nanny for a while. And uh, just, and, and I don't begrudge any of that because I know at that moment in our lives, that's what we needed to keep the wheels on the bus. But I also, I, I keep saying this, and, and I know it probably rubs some people the wrong way. Like when, and it's not that we're old, but I think as you age, your life almost goes in a weird way backwards. 
You know, you start to take enjoyment in smaller things, you know, because you've spent so much of your life as Victor Sanzone, our old GM, who was a legend, used to say, blowing and going. You remember that? Yes, I do. (laughs) We're blowing and going. I mean, seriously, we're blowing and going. We don't have time. And I mean, that's when my clock, I'll be honest with you, got set to run at 145 miles per hour. I'm just going to be honest with you. And I know yours did too in the 90s, working in radio at that time, because we were so busy in printing money and just loving life, you know? And, but it was, it was a pace that was just like, you were like, if I wasn't the age I was, there's no way in hell I could be out entertaining clients till two in the morning and posting as I was expected to do because he was going to at 7.45 the next day, you know? If not before then. Yeah. So I'm kind of, I'm really taking enjoyment in these like small things. So back to dinner last night, we had a great dinner um, with both kids. You know, the time is counting down for Will to move. And I'm not sad. And I know you're not either. I feel really good for him. We had a great... I am, I am sad, actually. I am too. But but we had a great conversation with him last night. And I, you know, I said to you, uh, you know, I think one thing too that has changed me with the kids is really... I just don't talk about myself. And that sounds so bad, but, and they want to know, you know, they'll ask you the questions about our, po- you know, because Will said last night, one of the first questions was, how many episodes are you going to add up to, you know? And that gives you a chance to talk about that. But I never lead with anything about me. And, you know, he'll say, hey, did you work today or whatever? Because again, I think as parents, we just need to sit back and talk to them. And we had a great conversation with him and it led to this awesome conversation. And I don't want to pull any of the people in, but we were talking about, you know, expectations of kids and all this stuff. And, you know, at one point, I know you remember this, Will said, well, I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing. I've kind of bounced around jobs. And we both were like, no, 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 no. You, you, here's what you did. You went to Knoxville. You, that was, that was a perfect move for you and for him because he worked with a company where instead of just doing air conditioning or, um, painting they did it all they were a home restoration company so he really learned how to do everything because he was thrown in like today you're doing plumbing tomorrow you're doing and then he came back here to run a division for someone for that and now he's going to kind of um, continue that And, and I'm really proud of him and I think our job as parents sometimes is to point that out to them so they're not beating themselves up of well do you think I've jumped around too much no listen son here's here's the and not to blow smoke up there, you know what? But I mean, to be like, hey, here's the progression and you're doing the right thing. Do you not feel a whole lot better knowing that one of your best friends and, and, and big listener of the podcast and, and, and radio show, Sarah's out there? Absolutely. I do. I do. Yeah, absolutely. Because she it's, would it's drop cross, everything to It's a cross-country yeah, move. It's a cross-country move. Yeah. And she she said, you know, before, just like if anyone has kids and if you're listening to the podcast and you're sending your kids down here, we'll look after them. But yeah, absolutely. And, and I thought a lot, too. I think a lot about Charlotte. You know, Charlotte's our third child. And Will and Olivia were thick as thieves growing up. And, you know, because Will was my stepson, he was older. So there was some distance in between um, him and Charlotte. Olivia and Charlotte, there's only two years. But I will say they were so thick. I think that's why sometimes Charlotte and Olivia are maybe not as close. They're working on it at my insistence. But is because in Olivia's world, it was just her and Will. You know what I mean? And then here comes this person. But with the third kid, and I know this from me, I don't, you may not, I don't know if you felt this way as much being the younger, but it's either the youngest or for me, it was being the last kid. 
sometimes people just talk over you. And you spend half your life being like, uh, hello. And I interrupt people. A lot of that's my ADD. But some of it is just because that's what I had to do when I was little. I like, try to get, hello, Donald, Annette, hello. You know, like, hello. And you're always the cute one, but you like, whenever you start to talk, everybody's just like talking over you. So I've been really cognizant of when, because I'll see her. She'll start like, you know, especially when Will and Olivia, when all five of us together, if she starts a conversation and they start talking over her, I'll be like, hang on, let Charlotte finish, you know, to try to let this child get her word in. Well, but I, I'll say that Charlotte has has grown into her own. Oh, yes. Uh, in the past year specifically, maybe even longer than that, maybe two years. Um, she She's very opinionated. She's very strong. She's very um, uh, confident. She's very um, forward. She's very uh, funny. And I said, we were talking, having a similar conversation this morning on the radio show. And I said, you know, Charlotte, to me, has the humor that I got from my dad. My dad was the funniest man I've ever met in my life. And I think about yeah. it every day. And and he was just, he was just slapstick funny. He would come up with some of the funniest stuff. Um, and, and, and I got my, what little sense of humor I have. A lot of it's dark. Well, you uh, but, have but, a big one. Well, but what sense of humor I have, I got from my dad. And I think that Charlotte maybe is drawing her sense of humor, uh, however dark it may be from, from her daddy. Um, Absolutely. She's very And funny. she challenges she's you. Very funny. Um, very funny. She's, she's, a, she challenges you. She challenges me. She challenges you. You know, Will is a very much, he's Switzerland. He's passive. And, and this is, this is no negativity toward any of our kids. Everybody who has kids, there's no, very few people have three kids that are just like, they're all the same. You know what I mean? Will is Switzerland. He just wants everybody to be happy. He wants everybody to get along. He is obsessed that I never sell. We, us, anybody ever sell this house. He is very much into, um, he wants everything to stay the same. Tradition. If we always open one present on Christmas Eve, then we always better be damn opening one present on Christmas. You know what I'm saying? He's just, that's him. Olivia is, can be a little aloof at times. You have to win Olivia over. But when you sit down and have a conversation with her, all of our three kids are so, and I'm not, this is not like humble or even not even humble bragging. I'm just so proud of the people that they are because they're all very individualistic, but they're very smart. They're very confident. Um, I dare say the girls sometimes are even more confident than Will, which is a good thing for girls to be confident. But, you know, they're super opinionated. Now, during the pandemic, Olivia had some, she had some thoughts that were out there. Remember those? I do. But she's reeled that in a little bit. And she's so hyper-focused on what she's doing with school. She made the dean's list. We were so proud of her. You know, I mean, that's, I feel like everybody's kids now make the dean's list, but I never made the damn dean's list. And she's working hard you know, which I appreciate. And I know you do too, because it is a commitment for her to go out of state and she's making the most of it. So proud of her. But I'm telling you, Charlotte, she, Charlotte's opinionated. I mean, and she'll call you on, she She will will call you out on your shit. She will. And I, and has, and and I respect that about her. And I think it will rub you the wrong way sometimes because it's not supposed to be that way. Kids aren't supposed to call parents out, but actually they are because maybe not at eight years old, but as, you know, people who are coming into their own and adults, we, um, you know, we expect a lot for the people that they bring into their lives. So they should expect a lot from us, I think. Well said. What say you? Well said. No, you're totally right. You, you nailed it there. Um, for Olivia to make the Dean's List and Charlotte also had. Um, oh, my gosh. She has straight A's. Yeah. A senior, senior in high school, which is normally when you skate a little bit. I know I did. I think I went every other day my senior year. We had senior skip day. I went to senior skip day by sophomore, junior, and senior year, all three, three or four years. 
Um, my senior year, I think I skipped every other day. I just, I wasn't in it. I didn't care. I'd gotten into Western Carolina. I knew I didn't even want to go to Western Carolina. I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to do radio my entire life. And so, uh, to me, Western was a pit stop. It was in, in looking back now, I wonder if some of the decisions I made were not made to get me out of there so that I could begin the radio journey as opposed to having to sit through four years of 100 RTV level courses and 200 RTV radio television courses and 300, you know, yeah, and, absolutely. because listen, radio is, um, we, we've said before we were part of, of radio when during the golden years when it was, I mean, just crazy fun, crazy money, crazy people, crazy events. Um, the heyday, the, the, the glory days truly. And, and, and so we, we lived that, um, it's still a very, uh, what kind of business would you say, Donna? It's still a very, um, I mean, I think people get into it for, because it is media and broadcast and, and it is fun and it can be fun. I think you have to make your own fun. And, and, and this is what, again, I'm doing all this reflecting lately, but I think, I also am such, I have such a strong faith that I do believe God is always moving the puzzle pieces. And it's, it's just interesting that for so long, we thought we wanted to work together, but I was so strong in sales. They weren't going to let me cross over there. And you were so strong doing what you were doing. There was just, they didn't believe that we almost needed each other. If that makes sense to do a show. Well, someone would have to make a sacrifice, you know, one department where the program is yeah, and I think about it now, it probably wouldn't have worked. It wouldn't have been the right time. It would have taken both of us out of a family at four in the morning and all the time for events and weekends. And I just think, listen, I believe this so strongly that, you know, sliding doors, doors open, doors close, and unanswered prayers. You can say these little things all the time, like as Garth Brooks says, but it's so true. It's like there's a reason why now we're both old or and we're working at a station that is almost like a kickback to the first stations that you and I probably worked at. I'm talking previous to kicks, you in Myrtle Beach, me in Maine, you know, and and it's so it's kind of in a weird way refreshing because neither of one of us would want to work in big corporate radio. I just don't think we would, you know, um, and so it, it's interesting how it all like when you look at it, when you kind of look at your life from like a 30,000 mile view, it starts to make a little more sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. The view from the top. View from the top is good. So that's that. Um, okay. We're going to have to talk about Gypsy Rose. We're just going to have to. All right. We'll talk about Gypsy Rose and also have, have your, um, the comments from, from pod peeps. Oh, yes. Yep. For later in the episode, some, some are coming at me about, uh, but, uh, well, we'll just save that for uh, maybe the end of the podcast. Yeah. Some correspondence you've had with your focus group. Mm-hmm. The ladies, the, the lady pod peeps of the podcast. Uh, no, it's not just the ladies. Is it's it the men. Okay. All right. Is yeah. No, I got a couple of men in there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Chad, he's in there. Everybody's in there. Okay. Yep. All Chad right. Ernest, he, he, he comes through. Keith Rockdale Bone. Come on. I've got, I've got some strong men coming through being like, what in the hell? As Chad loves to hear, what the hell, what the hell. Okay. All right. When everybody started talking about Gypsy Rose, I'm like, what? what is this? Like, I'm pretty tuned into pop culture because I spend hours at night, you know, just swirling and twirling through the Instagrams and the ticker talkers. But 
I'm like, why does this girl sound familiar? But I kind of, I don't know how to explain it. I had this weird, ugh, I had this weird like negativity toward her. But I, did, I really didn't even know her story. But I'm just like, well, I don't really think I care about this story because I, didn't this girl do something? Wasn't she involved in something weird? I almost got her confused, Caddy, with that teacher who um, married uh, gosh, the little boy in Seattle, gosh. Washington. Do you know what I'm talking Mary, about? Mary Allen. Uh, Torno. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Yes. How about Torno. the fact that we can pull that out? Yep. Yeah. But you know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. It was kind of that kind of story where I'm like, I don't know. It was kind of seedy and I just, I don't really care. And then I started seeing her on all these social media platforms with like this Dumas, Dumois, which is kind of like a, um, it's kind of like P- Perez Hilton was in the day. She, she breaks all the news um, stories. And then there's, oh, uh, there's one that, um, Pod Pete Betsy turned me on to House and Habit. House and Habit. I'll have to find it at the end of the episode. But she is on everything. I mean, from the aliens, which we'll talk about, to Gypsy Rose, to to whatever. But anyways, I kept seeing her, and I'm like, okay, I got to figure this out. So I went and just kind of, you know, put the story in, and I'm like, okay, what what is this story? Like, what what is this? And it reminded me, if any of you are kind of on the same bent of like, okay, what's the story with this Gypsy Rose? Her mother was the one who had Munchausen's syndrome, which if you don't know what that is, it's when, I mean, we probably should read the official. I'll look it up. Go ahead. Just continue. I'll look it up. Yeah. Um, But it's Munchausen by proxy is one of the things, but it's like, you know, when you're, one of your parents creates um, fake sicknesses. I got the official. Illnesses. got the official uh, definition. Yeah. Mental health disorder where you falsely exaggerate or induce physical, emotional, or cognitive disorders. You may lie about symptoms, sabotage medical tests, or harm, stand by, harm uh, themselves to get the symptoms, diagnosing and treating. Munchausen syndrome is difficult because of the person's dishonesty. Yeah. And it's basically when, I think it's usually a parent, when they want attention. It's attention seeking, but they use their child and faux medical diagnoses and illnesses to get that attention. So Gypsy Rose Blanchard's mother um, created all of these scenarios um, that she had cancer, that she, um, her mom told her doctors and and, because people were like, well, how did this continue? But her mom told her, told her doctors that her medical records were lost in Hurricane Katrina when they relocated from Louisiana to Missouri. And if, if doctors started asking too many questions, then the mom would find a new physician. Um, in order to kind of keep the cancer thing going, she um, shaved Gypsy head. Rose's head. It was worse than that, though. She removed teeth. She put in a feeding tube. Now, remember, this girl is, there's nothing wrong with her, okay? Um, she had removal of her salivary glands. Um, but, but who removes it, it, that? Who who does that work? I guess they convinced doctors to do it. I, I really don't know. Um, and then she, you know, along the way, obviously, her mom got her involved in Make-A-Wish charity. So she got to go to Disney World. She got to go um, visit with Miranda Lambert. Um you know, and she basically kept her just kind of sheltered from the whole world. Um, she had her chained to a bed. She would um, abuse her physically. Um, so Gypsy met um, her, the person who would end up being her boyfriend at the time, who ended up basically killing her mother. Um, his name was Good John. She she met him on his, that was his last name. She met him on a Christian dating website. And they would kind of secretly message each other. And she started telling him 
things that were going on with her mother and that she wasn't sick and all of this stuff. And you also kind of have to remember this was pre the Internet exploding, because I also think when people hear these stories and they're like, "Okay, how did that happen? It wouldn't happen probably in today's world. Because this girl could be messaging, Twittering, Xing, Instagramming, storying her life, chained to a bed, be like, you know, listen, come help me. And I'm not kidding about this. But in back in those days, there was none of that. You know, she probably didn't have access to anything. So she convinced this good John that he needed to travel to Missouri to help her kill her mother because that was the only way she was going to get free. Um, and he did. So he stabbed her to death. He stabbed the mother to death. And then they both went to jail, him and her. Um, And so she has been in jail for, is it seven or 10 years? He's in jail for life um, because he actually. He was a trigger man. He did the killing, yes. Well, the slasher Um, man, yes. Yeah, go ahead. Well, she has been in, she had second degree murder charge. He was first degree murder and armed criminal action charge as well. She had 10 years, paroled after eight. He has life imprisonment without the possibility of parole plus 25 years. Yes. So then she met her new husband, the man she's married to now, Ryan Anderson, in 2022. He wrote her a letter in prison. And so they married, and she has been released from prison, which is why you're hearing so much about her. And she's doing, she did Good Morning America. She's done, she's all over social media. Um, one of the things she said is the only thing that kept her sane in um, prison was Taylor Swift's music. Um, so I'm sure she's sort of positioning to meet Taylor. I don't know how Taylor feels about that. Wait, um, it won't happen. I can promise you that. And um, so anyway, so she's out and just some crazy stuff's come out. I mean, she's doing like the outfit of the day, um, like what she's wearing and where she got it from. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm not going to tell this whole story, but I'm not going to tell it all the way. Yeah, I know you will because you love this kind of dirty stuff. But a lot of people are coming after her husband because he's a, he's, he looks like an older fella. He's a little bit, he's large, but in charge and very sweet. And we think, and so people were saying, because she's not an unattractive woman by any means and young and cute and anyways. So they were talking about her and they were saying, how did she get hooked up with this guy? You know, she should have waited until she got out of prison to find someone to meet. And she laid down the law. What'd she say, Kelly? Ryan, don't listen to the haters. I love you and you love me. We do not owe anyone anything. Besides, they're jealous because you are rocking my world every night. Yeah, I said it. The D is fire. Happy wife, happy life. Charlotte just chuckled yeah. and chuckled laughing, laugh. Oh, my God. She laughs so hard about this. I know. And, you know, some of the stuff I try to like, you know, but it's, you know, whatever. But anyways, you know, Charlotte's question was, because she watches this crazy show, Love After Lockup, which I'm like, maybe I should start like trying to find out what these kids are doing. But anyways, um. But she said these people come out and they and they do because I've watched a couple of episodes with her. They literally they don't they don't know how to bank. They don't know about Venmo. And like, like one of them will bring something up and they're like, wait, what do you because it's almost like from the time they went into prison, time froze. You know, and then when you think of the advancements that happen in just a year or two and you, you know, imagine if you are somewhere like on an island for seven, 10 years and you come out and people are like, hey, Venmo me that you're like, wait, what? I mean, you still can't even believe that a fax goes through. You know what I mean? Much less that like money just goes through the air to somebody else's account. But Gypsy Rose came out very like knowledgeable about using social media and platforms and just 
words that she uses, the outfit, the OOTD outfit of the day. And so Charlotte was like, how is this possible? Like, she seems very, like for someone who's been away for seven years, she doesn't, she seems very connected to the modern world. And I don't know the answer to that. I was telling you, maybe she went, because she was so young, I think, when she went to prison, I don't know how old she was, but I I think she was pretty young. I mean, maybe they had her in more of like a low confinement type situation where they can watch TV and sort of the outside world comes in a little bit. I don't know. What do you think? I think it depends on on the uh, security of your the 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 establishment, if you will, where, where you're staying, where you've been sentenced to spend your time. You know, there's some yeah. prisons that are hardcore. There's some prisons that, that they're country clubish. You know, country club like. Um, I I don't know which one she was at, or where, where I have no idea where she was. But I think that um, listen, the people on um, uh, love on the outside or whatever it is that Charles watching, those are hardcore. Uh, those those people have been in in, in extreme. Uh, penitentiaries, Pen- penitentiary. How's that word? Penitentiaries. Penitentiary. Penitentiaries. That word. Um, you know, that's hardcore stuff. That's day labor. That's uh, uh, making license tags and out prison. in the yard. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, you're not out yeah. in the yard as much playing basketball as you are uh, digging digging vegetables and tending to the garden. You know. Yeah. Out in the heat. So uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that. Um, I think that. Absolutely- I think there's some blowback on her from people because. A lot of people feel like, oh, like she did, you know, she was part and parcel to having her mom killed. However, other people believe, because if you don't believe an eye for an eye or that type of vengeance, you know, there are some people who don't think she should be being celebrated because at the end of the day, she was involved in a murder for hire, so to speak. I don't think she hired him. I think she just talked to him into it. But um. I don't know where I stand on any of this. I think what a horrible way to have a childhood, though. And I I will say this. I don't know that she's gotten any type of I could be wrong, but I don't know if she's gotten any type of therapy or help in prison. But I also don't think anyone who's been through a third of what that girl's been through can just put on a new outfit and be okay with life. You know what I mean? Like, so I would hope that somebody would sort of shutter her out of the public eye for about six months. Yeah, let her reset. And let her reset and get well. Because again, trauma is trauma. It is. It gets, you know, ingrained in your body. People don't understand that. I was talking to somebody the other day and they were saying they had been through something really horrible and like a tragic accident with a child. And they were saying that it started to manifest in them physically. And we know this, like if you read things on trauma, it is so, it is so set into your body that it can cause like physical pain. It can cause a lot of stuff. And so, you know, it's kind of like a sore that just festers and you can kind of, this is gross, but you can kind of pick at it and pick at it. But if you really don't get it completely taken care of, it's not going anywhere. You can put on the nicest clothes you want. You can go to the Golden Globes. You can go hang out with Taylor Swift for two weeks. But I guarantee you when you get in your car to go back to your house after you've met with Taylor Swift, the same demons are there. So hopefully that's my hope for her. I don't really have an opinion on whether she you know, was right for her to kill her mom or not. But I think that what a horrific, horrific childhood that yeah. this child had. You uh, know, the, the, the miniseries is on Hulu. Yeah, and it's really good. I watched episode one last night. You and I were talking about it, and it's good. It kind of, it's shocking what this mom did. Donna, Donna, D-O-N-N-A, Donna. Donna, Donna, Donna.
Affordable Furniture in Gainesville. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Browns Bridge Road. Askforthewolfman.com online. The winter sale happening now. Cozy up with uh, our latest deals. I got, listen, uh, you get sale prices every day at Gallery Furniture. Whether it's living room, dining room, bedroom, home office, accessories, uh, outdoor. Uh, you find it on the showroom floor, take it home today. You can strap it to the top of your Civic, drive it home. Financing options. Shop now, pay later. Uh, Donna just needs two things from you in order to guarantee you financing and uh, 0% uh, financing. And that is uh, six months on the job and a checking account. That's it. And then Donna gets it done. She gets it done at Gallery Furniture Gainesville. Yeah. And, you know, we always say, like, she's always there. She's always there. I talked to her on Friday, and she had the flu. And I felt so bad because nothing gets this girl down. And she said, listen, I have, I've had it. I have had it. So if you, if you went a couple of days last week and you didn't see her, that's why. Um, but she's back in business this week. And she's so funny because what we talked about, she's like, you know, sometimes like, like, like we just talked about, life slows you down on purpose. And she said, but I just don't do well with downtime. Like, I don't know what to do. And she said, I really like being busy and I like working. And she said, I feel like I always have to explain to people that, you know, when they feel sorry for you. And I'm kind of like that, too, for working so much. It's like, I like working. Now, I don't want to work, you know, 100 hours a week. But I mean, yes, she just likes to be busy. So um, everybody send her your, if you see her, send her your love and maybe some chicken noodle soup. But she's much better. And um, yeah, you know, they're ready. The new year is uh, starting and um, new year, new new furniture for you. I cannot tell you the difference just a couple of pieces of furniture make in your house. I've done some changes over here and and I think you would agree. I mean, you've done changes too. It's like, you know, to the Fayetteville home and it's like, it does make a difference. You know, your home is your happy place. So when you come home, if you're sitting on an uncomfortable chair and you've been sitting on an uncomfortable chair for six months, just stop, you know, go get you a chair that you really want. And it looks good, but it's something that's comfortable that you're going to enjoy sitting in. And because, you know, after you've been out in the big bad world and you come back into your house, it should be like your safe haven, you know? Absolutely. They'll let take care of you. Great quality furniture for every room in your house, reasonably priced. And uh, Donna's going to work with you and get uh, you everything that you need. Take care of you as well. Gallery Furniture, askforthewolfman.com. The follow on Instagram is at askforwolfman furniture at askforwolfman furniture on Instagram. They're ice skating at Avalon. Avalon on ice continues uh, weekends, 10A to 10P. Uh, weekdays, a little more refined schedule for ice skating at uh, Avalon. Right off of uh, Old Milton. Make sure you swing by and see you, Donna. They're uh, him and pants and stuff and shorts. Mm. Okay, I'm not him and pants, and I'm certainly not stuff and shorts. Here's what I want to talk about, is they have released the um, the concert calendar for Ameris Bank out here in, in um, awesome Alpharetta. Ameris Bank Amphitheater. This is... Yeah, this is some good stuff. Okay, get this. Um, if you are a rocker, Primus is coming April 9th. But if you love good-looking men and you just want to, like, fixate your eyes on just something really special, show up April 19th for Riley Green for his Ain't My Last Rodeo Tour. I'll be there. Join me, and we'll just catcall him all night. Because, what I mean, right. when well, you're older, you, again, when you're older, you can do stuff. Like, uh, you can just do different stuff. Was it, yeah, you can do different there stuff. There was Olivia that said inappropriate when she was a young child, right? It, that's inappropriate, that's inappropriate. Um, okay, and then as if that's not enough, uh, again, if you're a rocker, you can go see Judas Priest, but you can rejoin me on Friday, May 31st to continue the catcalling for Parker McCollum for the Burn It Down Tour. There is no better two people to catcall than Riley Green and Parker McCollum. I'm just going to tell you right now. I'm telling you right now. 
I don't care if you like country music or you're like, eh, I don't, th- I, those, those boys don't do it so much for me. These two boys are going to do it for you. All Look right. them up. Okay. okay? Let's, 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 and take a shower. Then, let's take a shower. Yep. And then we Oof. could cat call Niall Horan on June 1st. Love him. Love He's out him. Of, uh, 1D, right? Correct. And then now, I'm not a cat caller on this one. This, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to let y'all go to this show um, and Who's I'm going to stay home for this one. Who's y'all? Everybody listening. Tyler okay. Childers. I'm going to stay home for that one. Okay. He's headlining though. I like him, but uh, it's heavy. Yeah, that's some heavy stuff. Okay. And then how about Alanis Morissette? How about yes. all my 80s rocker girls? Let's get together, 90s rockers, and let's not let's head out right. for that and one. And then y'all, y'all reunite for new kids. We're, well, and Sammy Hagar and Sticks and Foreigner. I mean, this is some amazing shows. Chicago, Earth, Wind, and Fire. We need to go to that, Katie. Hootie the Bluefish. Leonard Skinner. And then Leonard the, Skinner the final, and ZZ Top. The final show of the season at Ameris Bank Amphitheater will be Lainey Wilson, Country's Cool Again Tour with Jackson Dean and Zach yeah. Top. Yeah, this is, some, this is some amazing lineups that Awesome Alpharetta and Ameris have going on. How about the fact that Creed has reunited? They found that little man, Scott Stapp. Where do you think they found him? I don't want to talk about that. I, right. I don't know. Okay. Okay, but yeah, let's do that. And then don't forget, um, you can do the Polar Bear Plunge which is always fun. You should do that, Caddy, on February 3rd. You know, I went two years ago to observe, and I got cold just watching. Mayor Gilvin was out there. Yeah. and uh, a lot of our He good jumps friends. in. No, he's all about it. He loves it. Jamie Bendel jumps in. Yep. I mean, if these men can get in, you can get your butt in. I want to call it Jamie Bendel. Jamie is a judge uh, and a comedian and uh, also sells cars. What else, Jamie? Fantastic do? dad. Uh, fantastic Girl dad. dad. I'm jealous of his, of, of, of his Girl dad. dad. His, his dadness. His dadding. Um, I had to get a new cell phone. And so I sent a, I, I, I hated to do this, but I had to, and I have a choice. I have, I have a whole lot of heads up. Um, I had to send a mass text. And I just, if you weren't one of these people, I apologize, but I just kind of pick people that, mm. well, that I recognize the names and and, and and maybe have talked to in the past year, you know, and, and just send out a mass uh, text or email. I don't know what it was. I think it was a text. And just said, hey, pardon the mass text, but uh, here's the deal. Here's a new number. Um, you know, lock it in, happy Christmas and uh and Merry New Year. I get back from Jamie Bendel. He's such a smart ass. Did he say, Oh, you're alive? No. That's funny, Donna. Um it, well I want to call it the the Appen brothers as well, uh the producers of our podcast, Appen Podcast Network, because Hans and Carl were obviously on it. Here's Jamie's. Sorry for the mass text, but uh changing numbers. My new number is is this one. The old number no longer exists. If you sent me a text the last three days, man, I received it. Uh, send it again if you don't mind. Happy New Year. So Jamie sends one. But let's go to the Appens first. Carl texts, if I told you, I'd have to change my number. Ah! That's not funny. And then Hans, his brother, goes behind him and gives him a thumbs up. Assholes. Oh, my gosh. I love it. All right. Jamie Bindle. Happy I still make the update number list. Admittedly curious who all the unidentified numbers are. Happy New Year, everyone. Well, that then causes Donna all fifty, a whole uh, thing. Uh, just a lot of the fifty, a lot of the fifty in the group to respond with uh, who they are and where they are and what they do. Oh my God! Yeah. So there's that. Um, Jamie knows what he's doing. I love that. Yeah, he loves to poke the fire, poke the poke the poke the net, poke the bear. Um, love that. Yep. Uh, and then he says, uh, and then he, he does a screen grab of my numbers through the years, and the year oh in gosh. which I changed my number. Yeah, so, well, it's a lot. 2012, 2014, 2018, 2024. Who gave him a ha-ha? Hang on. Who's this? I call you out. Who did that? Who is that with a ha-ha? Who ha-ha'd that moment? That, who ha-ha'd that comment? 
So if you have reached out to Cadillac Jack and have not gotten a response, it's the, not because he doesn't like why. you. No, it's not yeah. that. It's not that. It's just uh, we get letters. We get letters. We get lots and lots of letters. Donna more than I, because you can't find me um, online or at home. Dun, 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 dun. Well, I mean, that's that's true. Let me just tell okay, you. Thank you. I, I, I'm an honest guy. So you, uh, the focus group has rallied and has decided that, that, that a comment that I made, which I did on purpose. deleted it. What? Oh, um, stop no. it. You did not. Okay. Well, I mean, I know what the gist of it was, but I, I do think somehow. I don't want, to, you, know I don't how, want like, you paraphrasing this. I don't want you paraphrasing this. <clears throat> well, you know how they come in and messages and then also in the Instagram or the Facebook app. Let me see. Well, it was Linda Leon. And she just said, you know, listen, uh, I am going to have to paraphrase. Uh, You're going to paraphrase Linda Leon. Yeah, but she'll correct me if I'm not. She just said, when this man, being you, when that man said, I didn't realize you were that old. Last episode, talking about my age. Here's here's the moment from the last episode of this podcast and and the moment I'm catching a lot of heat for. You're older than I thought you were. Listen, that's how young you look. I didn't realize how old you were until you're older than I thought you were. Well, the other day, I didn't know you were that old. We had a com- Why were we having a conversation about how old we were? I don't know. Well, but I, number one, did I say something wrong? I don't know how you don't throat punch him. Okay. And, you know, because I'm always talking about throat punching people. Well, and I told her, I t- sent her a text back and said, I've thought about it. Yeah. I have seriously, it has run across my mind. Then another pod peep reached out and said, along the same lines about your comment about my age, does this man ever say anything nice about you? Oh, stop. Donna, come I on. I swear. No, yes, no, but you have to defend that. me. I did, sort of. I said, no, sometimes. Oh, really? Okay. All right. I'm kidding you. Whatever. Yes. Who, who else in the focus group? What do y'all got to be 90 strong? As uh, much influence as they have over the content. Well, um, you know, Carl Appen reached out. I don't, I told you this. I don't know what he was referring to, but he, he said that the podcast where I guess I talked about my word of the year and everything really resonated with him and, you know, just trying to find myself and, um, a lot of people suggested things for me to do. And I appreciated that. I probably didn't make myself clear on that. I I mean, I know who I am and I, I'm, I don't. What, what people, when, do people recommend a personality test, things like that? No, 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 no. Like, oh, well, you all, you'd be good doing this. Or, you know, I think they thought it was more like, you know, and I don't mean this bad. Like I had been like a stay at home mom forever and was trying to find my place in the work field and that what that's not i mean that is not necessarily it for me it's just probably one of the biggest identifiers along with being a businesswoman which i have been really i went back to work when the girls were pretty young um and i remember when i made the decision to do it it was when olivia was very young she was probably six years old and i had pulled out some of my old sales awards that i had gotten over the years when i worked because when i left radio to be home with charlotte who was, you know, I I did I went back after Olivia, but when Charlotte was born, I decided to stay home. And it was tough because I was probably the number two biller at the radio station at the time. And I'm talking about, and I'm this is not like bragging, it was just where we were and this making this decision felt so strong in my heart. I mean, I was probably making six figures. Well, I was making six figures. Um, because radio at the time was very lucrative. And I knew when I walked away, I would never, it wasn't like one of those jobs where people were like, well, you can always go back to right. it. There was no going back. Well, there's like, possibly going back, but not at that, not at that line, not at that level. No, because radio was going to change over the next, you know, three, four years that I was going to be home with the kids. I knew it was going to change and I was not going to be able, once you gave up that seat, because nobody gave those seats up, 
there were probably one or two people at every radio station. Well, there were. Um, in the city at the time who had those seats. There were two people at V103. There were two people at WSBAM. There were two people at Star. And I knew them all. We were all in a coffee clutch. And we were the top billers at those stations. And when someone retired, it was like gold mine to get one of those jobs. And you only prayed that they would give the job to someone instead of like dispersing all the accounts among other people, which is probably what they should have done. But at right. the time, it just sort of lets you know what was going on. But... um when I came home, I was home for probably five, six years before I kind of started just dabbling in. I didn't go back into an office, but just doing some stuff on the side. I didn't go back into a physical office until Charlotte was in fourth grade. Um, but I found some of my old awards and Olivia said, what did you get these awards for? And I said, oh, well, I used to be a really good salesperson. She thought I was a sailor. She would tell people, like, they would say, what does your mom do? Yes. They would say, what does your mom do? She said, she sailed. She would say that. She sailed the high seas. Like, I'm like SpongeBob SquarePants. And it was just the funniest thing. To this day, we just laugh about it and laugh about it and laugh about it. She thought I was actually a sailor. And then one time, you know, and so that was kind of going on. And then one time I was heading out to Target. And I remember the girl saying, Mom, don't you need to ask Dad for money? Because you don't have a job. And I was like, oh, boy. And it wasn't so much like, because we, we've always had one pot, one life, you know, it wasn't that like I had to ask you money, but I just thought, you know what, am I doing these girls a disservice because they don't really know that I did have a career, you know, but I had to wait till the right time when Charlotte was, you know, older. And I mean, when I went back to work and I know you remember this because you picked her up every day from school, you would think that I had like, and meanwhile, I didn't have a job that I traveled. I did go downtown for this job. It was when I was working at Atlanta magazine and it was, you know, it, it did take some time away from the home just because of the commute. But you would have thought that I had like relocated to like Antarctica. And I know she told you every day, like she, she would tell me and her little teacher, Miss Faulkner at the time, they'd be like, she says this is the worst period of her life because mama went back to work. Well, and I wasn't purposefully doing that. I mean, it was just, it was time for me to go back, but it was just like, and I thought she was, you know, she was at the age where, and, and listen, I didn't miss a thing over at Pinecrest Academy. Somehow I'm not even Catholic and I still got put in charge of the little Catholic girls for the Catholic Girl Scouts. So it wasn't like I was missing things, but it's just, she had never not known me to, not to be, be home. home. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward to now finding myself, it's really more just my identity not being a mom. I, I am still a mom. You're still a dad. And trust me, they still need us. They need us on the daily. But just the carpooling and, you know, I'll never go to another school event. I'll never go to a teacher meeting. I'll never go. You'll never go to, you know, I'll, I'll never forget the last time both of us just about cried when we knew it was Olivia's last softball game that we'd ever sit at. Yeah. Well, a lot happens at the ballpark. A lot yeah. happens at the ballpark, you know. A lot of conversations, a lot of, uh, a lot of good eating, yeah. a lot of bad eating, a lot of conversations, a lot of uh, tears, a lot of laughs, a lot of miles, you know, a lot of yeah. firsts, a lot of firsts. So, if you got those young ones, I say this all the time when you're, you know, I know you're running everywhere. I was too. Hated when old people would tell me, enjoy these years. And you just wanted to throat punch those elderly people, which is not appropriate. Um, but I'm telling you as a, an older person now on the um, back nine of the carpool and the you know, the PTA and all that stuff. There's not a day in your life when you get to my age. Listen to me. There is not a day in your life that you will regret volunteering, spending time with your kids and running around. There are days that you will regret feeling like you didn't, 
you weren't engaged enough. I'm just going to say it. I know that I'm not trying to make people feel bad, but you know, you're not going to feel bad later for the time you put in. You may feel like right now, all I do is do for these kids and all I do is do for these kids and all I do is do for these kids and welcome to being a parent and it never stops and it never ends. But I'm telling you, you won't regret the time later. You won't. Well said. Our thanks to executive producers, Carl Appen and Hans Appen. Production assistance from Steve Mitchell at Ingo Studios in Atlanta. I-N-G-O, Ingo Studios. Mitchell, executive producer of The Morning Show. Weekdays, 5.30 till 10 a.m. Eastern. Atlanta's The Bear 92.5's Cadillac and Donna. Monday through Friday. And uh, also consult the podcast. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack. My second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. <laughs>